Welcome to Murder Bucket, a true crime podcast where I talk about everything from murders, paranormal activity, kidnappings, abductions, and also weird stuff. If you never want to miss a new episode, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It would also be helpful if you rated and left me a review. This spreads the word about Murder Bucket. Let's see what we're going to pull out of the bucket this week. Good evening, Murder Bucket family, and welcome back to a mini episode Tuesday. Many episodes here on Murder Bucket Podcast consist of stories and true crime things that I want to tell you about that just do not have enough content online to give you a full 30 to 45 minute episode. So every other week we do these mini episodes so I can share all of this with you. And tonight we have a super extra creepy one and we're going to go ahead and get into it. We are discussing the life of Carl Tanzler and his weird obsession. Carl Tanzler was born on February 8, 1877 in Dresden, Germany. At the time, Germany was known as Imperial Germany and Otto von Bismarck was the ruler. Imperial Germany lasted between 1871 and 1918. Carl did grow up in Germany, but moved away to Australia prior to World War I, and after the war was over, he eventually moved back in 1918. Just two years later, in 1920, he met Doris Schaefer, and together they had two children, Aisha in 1922 and Clarista in 1924. Unfortunately, Clarissa died in 1934 at the age of 10 from diphtheria. A quick Google search states that diphtheria is an acute, highly contagious bacterial disease causing inflammation of the mucous membranes, formation of false membrane in the throat that hinders breathing and swallowing, and potentially fatal heart and nerve damage by a bacterial toxin in the blood. Before Clarissa died, the family immigrated to the United States. They sailed from Rotterdam on February 6, 1926, to Havana, Cuba. From Cuba, they ended up settling in Zephyr Hills, Florida. This is where Carl's sister had immigrated to earlier. In 1927, Carl decided to leave his family with his sister and took a job as a radiology technician at the U.S. Marine Hospital in Key West. When he started this job, he decided to change his name to Carl von Kossel. The reason for this name change is that he claims during his childhood he had been visited by Countess Anna Constantina von Kossel. Countess Anna Constantina von Kossel was a German lady-in-waiting and a noblewoman. She was also the mistress of Augustus the Strong, who is the king of Poland and the elector of Saxony. Unfortunately, Augustus turned against her and exiled her to Saxony, where she died 49 years later. During these visions he had with the Countess, he claims that she revealed the face of his true love, an exotic, dark-haired woman. So let's meet the woman from his vision. While working at the hospital in Key West, 
Carl meets Maria Elena Milargo de Hoyas. She was a local woman who had been brought to the hospital by her mother. Carl believed in his mind that she was the woman that was revealed to him in his visions with the Countess. In this area, Maria was viewed by many as a local beauty. Maria was the daughter of local cigar maker Francisco and Aurora. She had one older sister, Florinda, and one younger sister, Celia. On February 18th of 1926, Maria married Louis Mesa, but he left her after she suffered a miscarriage and he moved to Miami. In 1931, Maria was diagnosed with tuberculosis. For those that don't know, tuberculosis is an infectious disease caused by MTB bacteria. It affects the lungs as well as other parts of the body. Most people don't show symptoms but 10% of the latent infections progress to active disease and, if untreated, will kill about half of those affected. Tuberculosis eventually claimed the lives of almost all of Maria's immediate family, except for her sister Florinda's husband Mario, who was electrocuted while trying to save a co-worker who hit a power line with his crane at a construction site. This is where things get weird with Carl and Maria. Carl thought, with his self-professed medical knowledge, that he could cure Maria of tuberculosis. So he attempted to treat her with a variety of medicines, as well as x-ray and electrical equipment that he brought to her home. He then began to shower her with gifts such as jewelry and clothes. He professed his love to her, but there are no records indicating that Maria reciprocated those feelings. Maria eventually succumbed to her disease on October 25, 1931, at her parents' home in Key West. Carl decided to pay for her funeral and commissioned the construction of an above-ground mausoleum in the Key West Cemetery. Carl visited her every single night. He believed that her spirit would come to him while he sat next to her grave and serenade him with a Spanish song. He also claimed that her spirit told him to remove her body and take it home. So one evening in April of 1933, he snuck into the cemetery where she was buried and removed her body. He put her on a toy wagon and transported her to his home. Once her body was at home, he pieced her bones back together with piano wire and gave her glass eyes. When her skin began to decompose, he replaced it with silk cloth that was soaked in wax and plaster. When her hair began to fall out due to her scalp decomposing, he made a wig from hair he got from her mother. He then filled her abdominal and chest cavity with rags to help keep it in its original form. He put stockings, jewelry, and gloves on her and kept her body in his bed. As her body began to decompose even more, he used heavy amounts of perfumes, disinfectants, and preserving agents to try and mask the smell. After seven years of keeping her body in his bed, Maria's sister Florinda began hearing rumors that he had her body, so she decided to confront him. She contacted the authorities and Carl was arrested. 
He was required to go through a psychiatric exam and was found mentally competent to stand trial. His charge was wantily and maliciously destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization. The preliminary hearing was held on October 9, 1940 at the Monroe County Courthouse in Key West. The case, however, was dropped and Carl was released on the grounds that the statute of limitations for his crime had already expired. Maria's body was then examined by several physicians and pathologists and put on display at the Dean Lopez Funeral Home, where it had been viewed by more than 6,800 people. To prevent further tampering, her remains were then buried in an unmarked grave at a secret location. So what happened to Carl? In 1944, after being released once the charges were dropped, Carl moved to Pasco County, Florida, and wrote an autobiography. He lived close to his wife, who helped support him in his later years. In 1950, Carl received the United States citizenship. Carl then died at the age of 75 on July 3, 1952, but his body was not discovered for over three weeks. According to several articles, Carl had reproduced a life-sized wax doll of Maria and it was found near him when his body was discovered. In 1972, two of the doctors who examined Maria's body in 1940 stated that there had been a vaginal tube inserted in the vagina that allowed for intercourse. Because the necrophilia had not been presented during the preliminary hearing and the proof had not surfaced until 1972, the necrophilia allegation was questionable. And because Carl had already died in 1952, there was really no way of going after him and doing anything. And there you have the strange story of Carl Tanzler. And now we're going to quickly go over several of the places where Carl's story comes up in pop culture. In 1999, a program called Autopsy 6, Secrets of the Dead, did a story of Carl's case and titled it The Strange Obsession of Dr. Carl Von Kossel. In 2000, the History Channel program titled Haunted History Key West talked about Maria and Carl's case. In 2003, the band And You Will Know Us By The Trail of Deads released an album titled The Secret of Elena's Tomb, and a band called Sleep Stations released an album called Von Kossel. In 2007, the band The Black Dahlia Murder released a song titled Death Mask Divine, which tells the story of Maria and Carl. In 2008, there is a Swedish band that I cannot pronounce the name that released an EP titled Count Von Kossel's Obsession. On the other side of their EP, there is a song titled A Cemetery Serenade presenting an instrumental piece reenacting Carl Tanzler's organ playing in the tomb. In 2009, Mike Glendinning released two songs inspired by Carl's story, titled Elena and Dust Off My Bride. 
In 2013, artist Sharon Needles released a song titled Dead Girls Never Say No, which is inspired by Carl's story, and it is on her album titled PG-13. In 2014, the NBC series The Blacklist had an episode in their second season that resembled Carl's case. In 2014, the story of Carl and Maria was featured in an investigation discovery series titled True Nightmares, and the episode was called Overstay Your Welcome. And lastly, in 2020, Carl's story was featured on an episode of the Travel Channel show True Terror with Robert Ingold titled Cryptic Messages. This one was weird. I hope you enjoy the pictures that are with the social media posts. If you have any questions, if you want more information, shoot me a message, comment on the post, or send me an email. I will see you next week. Thanks for sticking around to the end. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.